Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Andy Rourke, and this week on The Cone, we have one of our most popular guests back, Ingrid Johnson, certified cat behavior consultant and repeat offender here on The Cone, is going to be talking about introducing a dog into a kitty cat house. We're seeing a lot of that in the quarantine as people get new puppies and dogs, and that is freaking kitty cats out, and we need to advocate for our kitty cats. So, learn some amazing tips and tricks coming up right here. But before I let you go into the episode, guys, if you know anyone who is graduating from veterinary school this year, or if you know the family of anyone who's graduating from veterinary school, tell them about our online graduation. I'll put the registration link down below. It is 100% free. It's not sponsored or anything. It's just something that I and my team have, um, we just think it's important. We need to celebrate these graduates. I want families to feel like their graduates uh, were celebrated and that they were appreciated for their contribution and their support. And so it's going to be fun. It's got some music. It's got uh, great speeches by people who are uh, more more eloquent than me and me. And so that's going to be a great time. Put the link below, but it is May 3rd. It's coming up. It is going to be online. People can watch it from wherever they are. I just don't want anybody to feel like they missed this opportunity to either um, get the accolades they deserve as a graduate or to get to see their son or daughter or grandson or cousin or uncle or nephew or mom, that uh, they didn't get to see them graduate and, and feel like they got the, um, man, just the love that they deserve. So that's just important to me. Thanks for any help you can do with that. And now, let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help. In your veterinary career, welcome to the cone of shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. We are supported by PSI Vet. Guys, if you know anything about me, you know that I care about our support staff. I want them to have good jobs. I want them to make good income. And I believe that they need health care. Everybody should have some health care coverage. If you're at a practice that struggles to provide this for your team, I urge you take a look at the PSI Healthcare Initiative that came out uh, earlier this year. You can learn all about it at PSIHealthCareInitiative.com or check out our bonus podcast episode from a couple weeks ago. PSIHealthCareInitiative.com. Hey, Ingrid Johnson, welcome back. Hi, Dr. Rourke. Thanks for being here again. <laughs> I always love when you're with us. Um, hey, I got a, how do you treat that? You want to play? Excellent. Yeah. Let's I hope we it. have some answers for you. Cool, cool. Okay. So I have this uh, very nice lady and she loves her cat. It's this beautiful Persian cat. And she loves her cat. She also loves her boyfriend. And they are going to be moving in together. And her boyfriend has a goofy uh, golden retriever that's about a year old and into everything. And my client is worried about her cat's life being turned upside down by this goofy dog. She like, wants advice. So. <laughs> How do you treat that? All right. Well, I think first we have to talk about making sure that the home environment meets the cat's needs so that the dog cannot keep the cat from getting to things that it needs, like food, water, and litter. Okay. And a really great point is that cats are the most three-dimensional species we share our homes with. So everything doesn't have to be on the floor. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, we're 19. 
then we have to make some decisions. But if we have young, healthy cats and we have a decent sized dog, you know, Jack Russell's are going to climb the cat condos. <laughs> right. Um, right. But when we've got a dog like a golden, we can mod, we can manage this pretty well. And, um, you know, that cat's canned food or bowl of dry even can be put up high, put it on top of a cat condo, put it on a bathroom vanity, um, put it up on a bookshelf or an armoire, wherever the cat can jump to that the dog can't. So the dog doesn't slick their plates. Right. Um, if we're utilizing food puzzle toys or just we do want to have some resources on the floor, baby gates are your friend. Allow the cat to have their resources beyond a gate where they can easily see as they come and go. Um, as they're, you know, entering, exiting the room to use their resources. Right. I like it. Um, and make sure that they have access to litter in a place where the cat feels comfortable spending their time. For example, the cat might be intimidated by the dog and decide they're going to retreat to the master bedroom for a few weeks until they feel out the situation and we do a, a nice introduction and get them friends. Mm -hmm. Well, we need to have a litter box and food and water in that master bedroom, even right. if it previously wasn't available mm -hmm. to them there. Right. No, that totally makes sense of of accepting how the cat sort of reacts and accommodating that uh, that withdrawal. So right. you would downplay her fear. She's like, oh, this dog has come in and my cat has disappeared into the bedroom. You would say, give it time. Well, when what I would say is we do have to do a proper introduction. You know, when we bring the dog in, I would say, you know, the, the cat lived there first. It's the cat's house. The cat only has the house because most of these cats are indoors. So let's go ahead and make sure that maybe we keep the dog a bit confined, maybe the kitchen and laundry room area, or they're in their crate if they have one. And we do introduction exercises on either side of a visual barrier using positive reinforcement. Hopefully the dog is trained and the dog will sit or down and hold that position while we allow the cat to be on the other side of the baby gate getting some high value food rewards or playtime so that they can be around each other for short bursts of time getting paid to like each other with high value food yeah and then oh the doggy goes away and they they go back to not really interacting we only have times where they're together where we're utilizing positive reinforcement to make them realize hey when we're together good stuff happens yep now while that's happening, if the dog's sitting on their side of the baby gate and going, <laughs> and, you know, freaking out and barking yep. or lunging at the baby gates, we have a problem. We need to get a dog trainer and we need to get a more well-trained dog to, to keep them under control. Right. We don't want the dog intimidating the cat and trying to get to the cat, chase the cat, terrorize the cat. Gotcha. Okay. The, so, so totally makes sense. Um, Three-dimensional space. Get the food up. You know, we've all seen uh, dogs that love cat food. I saw one of them yesterday. He looked like a tick that yep. was about to burst. Uh, <laughs> not good for the dog to eat all the cat food either. But um, but uh, three-dimensional space, get them up. I love your baby gate idea. I like the fact that they the cat can see where they're uh, going. They're not sticking their head through a cat door and Correct. finding a big dog face waiting on the other side. They're not unable to go where they need to go because the dog is in the way. I, I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, the litter boxes, we actually, I, you and I talked about litter boxes not long ago when we did our last episode. And we talked about some high-walled... Um, um, storage totes. Storage totes, yeah, as litter boxes. And yeah. I, are those effective in uh, helping uh, fend off 
moving dog mouths or the dogs can totally still get in those um but the baby gates across doorway thresholds to where those boxes are located is what's going to keep the dogs from getting into them and then the other thing i think we have to remember is that the rule of thumb we talked about in the last scenario the last litter box episode that might change in this scenario you know we might have one cat in the house but we might need three boxes because mm-hmm. we need to have a box on every floor of that townhouse if, for example, that's where they live. So wherever the cat is, if they're a little intimidated by the dog or even just the hubbub that comes with having a dog, the noise and the, you know, chewing on a squeaky toy and it scares the cat, you need to have litter on every level of the home so that they are set up for success wherever they get stuck. Right. No, that makes that makes a ton of sense. So, yeah. So even three boxes for one cat, that that completely makes sense. OK, yeah. Um yeah, I like that as well. Let's see. What um what other precautions should mom be taking? Anything else she should be thinking about as far as uh keeping keeping the the cat's environment where it needs to be. Uh, what about um what about things like uh like uh feline pheromones, things like that? Is that or do you find those to be helpful during times of things like this introducing dogs or stressful events? So I, I refer to Feel Away as a do-no-harm product. I don't have a lot of faith in it, um, but you can certainly try it. Um, in this particular scenario, I'd probably reach for something more like a nutraceutical, like Zilkeen or Anxetane, something okay. like that, that would help um, with anxiety and stress. Those are natural supplements that can calm um, and help them cope. And sometimes the dog needs something to calm them down a little bit so they're not so busy. Um But I think one of the things I really wanted to hit hard on is the fact that I go into a lot of multi-species households where the cats have no toys. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fair. And one of the reasons is because the dog chews them all up. Right. And that's not cool. So my floor is absolutely littered with cat toys. Right. The very second the dog walks in the door to my home, they are taught to leave it or drop it. Um, I really, the first, the first one minute, the dog is my dog. They are being trained, um, (laughs) because there's just, there's no room for error here. You know, we have a very multi-cat household and the dogs have a world outside of this home that the cats will never experience. So I have to prioritize the cats in the house. It's not that I'm being a speciest. Sure. I'm just trying to make sure everyone's needs are met. Um, so it's really important that cats have toys, catnip toys, balls, things like that to play with and that their food puzzles are left alone. Right. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people think the introduction of dogs and cats is an all or none proposition. The yeah. dog is in the house or the dog is out of the house. And the, I, I, th- I think where we can do the most good is um, impressing on people that that's not the case. There can be cat areas Absolutely. and dog areas and, and that there is a lot of benefit to that. And I mean, I, I currently have seven cats in the Great Pyrenees, um, and everyone lives in great harmony. In fact, we we adopted him because my cats missed having a dog, so we got them a puppy. I mean, he was a puppy; we he was three years old, but nonetheless, I mean, you know, they love big fuzzy dogs. Yeah. Um. So you know, if I got the wrong texture dog, they wouldn't love him as much. They love fuzzy dogs because they like yeah. to the dogs. <laughs> and they like to sleep with them and the fuzzy ones are warmer um but it's very doable but you just have to use caution from the second they come in and you know get with a dog trainer and teach the dog some manners my dogs are always on what's called a drag line when they come into the house and they just drag a leash or a long line around so god forbid they grab a cat toy or a food puzzle or they're chasing a cat or something i can very quickly be like no what are you doing and reel them back in yeah 
you know, and give them a more appropriate choice to, to do and supervise them. Right. No, like having makes- a kid on one of those little bungee things on your wrist. Yeah, oh, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the dog is loose in the house. They are attached to you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Any uh, last thoughts, pearls, parting words of wisdom before I let this nice lady go to uh, to welcome her boyfriend into her home with his dog? I can't think of anything at the moment. I think we I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah, well, uh, I think this is a good starting point. Ingrid, thanks so much for your time. I always enjoy having you here. Where can people um, catch up with you? And also, where can they find the resources that you have? Because you have a lot of resources for cat fanatics. Yeah, yeah. So they can find me at fundamentallyfeline.com. And I do have a contact page there so they can send me an email if they have questions. I do have a handout on how to introduce cats and dogs on the education page of my website. And I have lots of free help on there um, about food puzzles and litter boxes and all kinds of stuff. And I am also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Wonderful. We'll drop some links down in the description of the episode for people who want to find it. And... Thanks for being here. I hope to have you back again. I will be happy to do it. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. And that is our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it helped you out. I hope you gave some great tips that you can use talking to clients who are bringing new dogs in. If you have a moment and you would like to make my whole day, you can do that really easily. Head over to iTunes and leave us an honest review of the podcast. It's all I need. It's all I want in this world. It's all I want for Christmas is a review from you on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for sharing with your friends. And thanks for helping us get the word out. Take care. Be safe.